because I talk to women, Chanda, all the time. I can't get out of all these meetings. And, and I'm in meetings eight hours a day. And I'm like, it's not them, it's you. I was just overloaded, constantly saying yes to, to meetings and feeling like I had to, I had to be there. I had to, you know, do it all. I had to, you know, make sure I supported my, my team, but I wasn't supporting myself. I was showing up stressed, you know, with my son and, you know, stressed at, at home and, you know, smiling during the, during the day, I couldn't catch a break. And so going from meeting to meeting with, you know, 20, 30 people, it was draining. And so I was, I, you're right. I was, I was burning out. I forgot I had shown you the, the calendar and what I had to do is make space for myself. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Why She's Winning. I'm your host, Christy Rutherford. Is my hair fine today? Am I fine today? You fine as wine. Okay, I'm working on it. All right. So today I have the amazing pleasure to welcome Chanda Allen Buffo. So Chanda is the executive director, V2500 program at Pratt and Whitney. Uh, she started, that was April 23rd. Wait, hold up. Hold up. That was this year. What? That was last that month? Was last month. Oh, okay. So you got promoted. Yes, I did. Okay, great. So I meant that works. So I was, <laughs> we're gonna anchor that in the beginning. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Yeah, I just want to anchor that in the beginning. Okay, okay. So better meeting management, you get promoted. All right. So uh, Chana serves as the deputy vice president for the International Aero Engine V twenty five hundred program, executing the integrated engine product product strategy to assure active management of the product life cycle. Turn my light on. Here we go. She supports the vice president in ensuring financial, business, technical, customer, and partner commitments to make sure that they are achieved. Prior to being named the executive director, Chana served as the senior director of the maintenance, repair, and overhaul network for Pratt & Whitney's GTFTF engines business. In this role, she held responsibility for network operations, including shop visit forecasting, engine overhaul completion, PowerPoint, power plant engineering, material solutions, and invoicing for the GTF engine overhauls worldwide. My God, she has the longest bio ever. We're going to be here all day, but I'm going to give her all her flowers right now. Selected for the top 50 women leaders of Connecticut in 2023. So that happened this year. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I just want to be clear. Okay, great. I want to be talking about all this winning. She, uh, Women Leaders of Connecticut 2023 by Women We Admire. She has over 23 years of global experience in engineering operations, supply chain, and aftermarket across three industries. She has a Bachelor of Science degree in Electrical Engineering from the University of Illinois at Urban Campaign, a Master in Public Administration from Georgia State University, and a Graduate Certificate from the Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia. She has two black belts, a certified black belt in Six Sigma, and a second-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Okay. Uh, she is a graduate of the McKinsey Black Executive Leadership Program and Raytheon Technologies Women in Line Leadership. My God, hold on, I'm gonna read one more. Okay, <laughs> originally from Maywood, Illinois, she is an avid traveler. She's visited over 45 countries, all seven continents, and lived in six states. Provinces, including two international assignments with the General Electric Company in Monterey, Mexico, and Johannesburg, South Africa. She loves poetry, emotion, and enjoys mentoring, helping people explore the world, and spending time with her amazing husband, Kwame, and their gregarious son, Chandler. Welcome, Chanda. Thank you. We was gonna be here till tomorrow, read that bio, how great you are. So, <laughs> I want to talk about I want to back up because we actually worked together, was it 2019? 2019. 2019. 101. That's when I used to do 101. Y'all should have called me. So what was do you remember what was going on with you in 2019? <laughs> I, do. I do. I felt like I had hit a, a glass ceiling. So I, you know, I wanted to be promoted in my job. It wasn't happening. And um, I just I just felt like I was working really hard and I hit a, a ceiling and I was starting to get frustrated. And I was like, I, I need some career coaching. So I, um, I found you on LinkedIn, actually. And I, I talked to a couple of coaches. And when I talked to you, you said, you don't need to talk to anybody else. You know, you need to come work with me. You don't, you don't need anybody else. So I, you just you just grabbed me. I, I love the energy. I love the just direct in your face. She's a lot. <laughs> but I, it was what I it was what I needed. And so we worked we worked one on one together. And then that's when you were starting the 
the group sessions. And so we actually, we worked together in, in 2019, actually got promoted December, 2019. And then we kept working together early 2020. We started, we went into um, these group sessions. Um, and I think we, we ended up, I think the last one or two group sessions, it was, it was you and I. Um, and so we, I, I just, you know, continue, continue to, to follow you. And, um, and so that was the first time that's what was going on. All right. So let's, so let's break that up a little bit because when, when I was thinking about, you know, what I wanted to talk to you about today and, and how I pick my clients and what we're going to talk about is like, what contributions do you have that you've actually implemented that work? So we're not talking about what meetings should be. All the memes that are on LinkedIn, that's a lie that we're not necessarily applying in our life. And, uh, you know, there is so much um, is so much that you have to offer. So we're going to try to pack it all in this interview. I'm going to ask you a million questions. This is going to be great. So I remember, yeah, you, you were like, oh, I'm interviewing executive coaches at the moment. So I'm just interviewing you right now. And I was like, yeah, but you burn it out. And you was like, no, no, no. I want to talk about my job. I'm like, no, you wake up. Right. You start work at six thirty in the morning. Get get your baby ready, and then and then you go to work, and then you and then you you come home for dinner. But then after everybody go to bed, you still working on your on your side business. Does that make sense? You was doing a lot, so it was like if nobody's going to talk to you, why are we talking about your job when you burning out? Yes. And I remember, I never forgot. Y'all 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 know I'm a nerd, and uh, and I love y'all stories because it's a journey for me. But I remember when I asked you to show me that meeting calendar. You remember that? Oh, was, I remember it, that. I remember that. Yeah. It's etched in my memory forever. So what was... <laughs> I, was I like, forgot about that. <laughs> I never forgot. I've never seen anything like that. So tell us, because I talk to women, Chanda, all the time that they're like, I can't get out of all these meetings and, and I'm in meetings eight hours a day. And I'm like, it's not them. It's you. Cause you're, you're contributing to the problem. So, so if you can remember back on that meeting calendar, that was color coded. Uh, it was a nightmare. It gave me a headache. I wanted to throw up in my mouth. What was, what was going on with you then? Um, and then what are one or two things that you remember to bring you out of that? So I, I just, I was just overloaded, just constantly, constantly saying yes to, to meetings and feeling like I had to, I had to be there. I had to, you know, do it all. I had to, you know, make sure I supported my, my team, but I wasn't supporting myself. And so I was, I was showing up stressed with, you know, with my son and, you know, stressed at, at home and, you know, smiling during the, during the day. But I couldn't, I couldn't take, I couldn't catch a break and going from meeting to meeting. So I'm an introvert. I get my energy from internal. And so going from meeting to meeting with, you know, 20, 30 people, it was draining. And so I was, I, you're right. I was, I was burning out. I forgot I had shown you the, the calendar and what I had to do is make space for myself, had to make space for showing up the way I wanted to show up with my family particularly with my, my son, cause I could see like my patience was short and, you know, I, I believe kids don't ask to be here. And so when we decide to bring kids into this world, we owe it to them to give them the, the best start possible. And so I had to show up differently. If I wasn't going to do it for myself, I needed to do it for him. And then I, now I'm doing it for all of us. Mm, that's good. So how old was he at the time? He was, one when we first, <laughs> when we first started working together. <laughs> now he's four. Yeah. So it's like you're you're impatient with a baby who's gonna be a baby who's a baby, right? Like, and I remember your mom was living with y'all at yeah. the time. Yeah. And she was gonna leave, and you was like, I don't know what we're gonna do when my mom leaves. Like, she's exactly. yeah. So, exactly. but you're not the only working mom. Right. And, right. and a lot of the things that I, I want to share today is like, I, I see how some women pop off and snap off on their kids and then they don't want to, and I ain't trying to make people feel guilty, but there is a different way. Does that make sense? And they have all these moms who are doing the exact same thing. who be like, don't feel bad. I do the same thing. I'm like, no, you should feel bad, but not feel guilty about it. But there is a different way. Yeah. So 
let's let's talk about that part and then we'll go back to this meeting part. So okay. what are what are one or two pieces of advice do you have for moms who have kids who are locked into this work mode, right? And and then this 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 fear of I also want to do other things and, and it's all coming together and um and it's creating you to be a little cray cray and stressed out. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, so there there's a time and a place for everything and as we talk about meeting calendar management, I not only have a work calendar, we have a family calendar. And so we're putting, you know, other things and activities and, you know, events on our, our family calendars as well. And one of the things that I, um, you know, I, I started to do was be intentional and be present. And so, you know, when I was with my, with my son, I had to put the phone down. I mean, we think that they're not paying attention, right? We think that kids don't don't notice, but they notice. They notice the distraction. You know, they notice that we're we're constantly looking at our phone or or on our our computers. And so, when I'm with him, I'm intentionally with him. I'm intentionally spending time with him. And there may be, you know, some things. For example, now he's playing playing baseball, so I may choose, you know, not to go to a particular. Um, practice so that I can be home and get some things done. But then when he comes home, I'm intentionally spending spending time with with him. So I have to make space for him. And I have to make space for my myself. And when I have the house to myself is great. Again, you know, I'm I'm an introvert. And I we have a room in our, our house that that has this big picture window. And you know, we're backed up to woods. That's like my solace. And so taking time for myself, so that I can also take time for him. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Let Money Loves Happy People and get live and on-demand insight so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path and living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video. Join us in our private community and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. Yeah, so let's talk about that that meeting calendar because I remember particularly because I had to think about it like like what are we going to talk about and then like what do you have to offer and I remember with your meeting calendar it was like do you really need to be at all these meetings you thought you did right so we had to like you were gripped into it so it was almost like peeling your fingers off to be like you don't have to be there you can send somebody from your team to that meeting and is this meeting really necessary and do i have to be there if i don't have any contributions do you remember or do you want me to refresh because i i don't forget nothing go ahead <laughs> i'm sure you will i'm sure you will add to it <laughs> but i i i do and and I'll, I'll tell you like my my meeting gets a little crazy now and then i i pause and i put breaks in. So one thing that I have been very vocal about and even more vocal about it, I'll say recently, because, you know, now I'm, I'm showing up and I'm not showing up for others necessarily. I'm showing up for myself. And so I don't do lunch meetings. I don't put them on the calendar unless something is just going completely off the rails and, and I don't, I don't accept them. And so, you know, stepping into this, this new role, I shared that with my team. I want to respect your time and also my time when we're going from meeting to meeting to meeting, and especially in the Zoom environment, um, you know, which I, which I get, we don't have a moment to breathe, a moment to just take a breath. And so we have to be intentional about carving out that, that time for us. My, my current team does something amazing they, you know, they don't start meetings on the hour, they have a five minute break. And so if your meeting ends at nine, we're not starting a meeting at nine o'clock, we're starting a meeting at 905. And it's just amazing the difference of just those five minutes, people think it's not a big deal. But it is. I mean, it only takes you a few seconds to to take a deep breath, 
or to, you know, to, to dance to Believer or to, you know, get some words from, from Billy Osbrook. It only takes a few minutes. And so for me, managing like the, the lunchtime, also when I have to take my son to school, I block off my calendar. And when I have to pick him up, I also, I block off my calendar because that's the time where I have to, you know, be in, again, intentional. Okay, great. So, so now let's talk about, all right, so we got the meeting and then you got promoted in that job as well, right? Yeah. So in 2019, I got, I got promoted at the end of 2019. Yes. And, and I remember it was it was one switch, and I talk about it all the time. Do you remember the switch? I remember the switch. You mean talk about the switch? Do you remember? Yeah, the switch? Talk, talk about the switch. It was it was your your bosses knew your work, but they didn't know you. So the one tweak that we made because you're trying to get that promotion for three years, and it, and it wasn't working, right? And you were like, I don't understand why. <laughs> Use that time with your manager to build a personal relationship, and not because you had a monthly meeting with your manager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't go in there talking about work. They know your work. They don't know you. Mm-hmm. And in that small twist of let's now have a personal relationship, you got promoted. It was in two to three months later. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it, and it is, you know, people talk about, um, you know, what is it? And, you know, how do you grow in your, your career? And, you know, certainly there's some, there's some relationship there. It's, it is about relationship and it's not about being someone you're, you're not, it's just about opening yourself up and letting people see who you are. Yes. Says the introvert. So, (laughs) so what are your thoughts on uh, executive presence? Because People think that executive presence is about us showing up as women, as women of color, as black women, acting like them when they really want you to be who you are. So what's your what what is your definition or your thoughts about executive presence of what people think it is and what you know it to be? Yeah, so I know it to be authenticity, what people think it is. And I I think about, you know, for me, I would I I was putting myself under a lot of pressure because I'm like a triple minority. I'm a black female. I'm left-handed. I'm an engineer, um, maybe quadruple or, you know, fivefold introvert. And, you know, so I felt like, especially the, the outward ways that, that made me different when I looked to my left and looked to my right, I felt like I was carrying the world on my, my shoulder, especially black women. We come in and we feel like people are going to, judge the masses based upon just how we are showing up. So now we're trying to think about how they want us to show up instead of just showing up as we, as we are, because we're, we're concerned. I know I was afraid of, you know, ruining something for someone else, you know, someone making a judgment about me and then making a judgment about all black women because we're all different. And so I carried that weight. And it's interesting. I remember we had a roundtable during the, the McKinsey Black Executive Leadership um, Program. And we, we talked about this. And it was just, it was eye-opening to hear, you know, other Black women in every industry talking about this. Even some of the Black men, you know, talking about that, that weight on the shoulder. And so that pressure you know, it, it starts to, if you're, if we're not careful, make us try and show up as someone we're, we're not. And that's not authentic. We have to show up as our ourselves. Yeah, I, I did it. Right. So the, the pressure is self-created. Yes. Cause we're not representative of everybody else. And, yeah. and that is, um, is heavy and it, it becomes heavier over time because we're stressed out, we're overwhelmed, and we're carrying a 50-pound weight. That's like walking around with a 50-pound dumbbell voluntarily for the cause. On right? each shoulder. <laughs> yeah, for the cause. Talking about this this for my people. No, that's you. You do what you do. I'm going to do what I do, and, I, and I'm not going to be affected. And, and it's psychological warfare against self. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we blame them. And they still know they're like, I ain't do none of this. Like, I don't even know what y'all talk about. 
So, um, all right. So that was that. So we worked together. And then that was one-on-one. That was 2019 to 2020. And then we invited you to Atlanta. And then you messed around and came over here because, you know, it, businesses evolve. If y'all ain't evolving, if y'all got the same business four years later, y'all ain't spending no money in business coaching, investing in yourself. It is what it is. But we're evolving over here at Vision Finder International. So, so now you met these women who were who like these. So with, with one-on-one, it was you. Yes. Yes. Then you came into the room. It was about 35 of the of these magical unicorns floating around. And you was like, what is this? So what was that like for you to see other women who were like you, um, but all together? So what was that? What was that like? Yeah, that was it was powerful. It was it was amazing. And it, the powers and the diversity of stories. But it all linked to, you know, to one thing like we're, you know, we we're bad AAS women that are tired, that are, you know, putting pressure on ourselves, sometimes unnecessary pressure that are, you know, dimming our light. <laughs> and, you know, just just seeing the, the women in the room. And the second time it for me, it wasn't about promotion. I was just I was tired and I was tired of being tired. And it was it was about peace. And so, you know, that that weekend in Atlanta was amazing. I had worked with you before. And so I was like, yep, sign, put me in coach or sign me up again. And, uh, and then I, we started the, the group coaching with the phenomenal Raquel. <laughs> Shout out to my coach. Um, but it, it was just powerful because we were able to share our stories, um, to support each other, to be vulnerable, to, to relate, to, you know, to let each other know that we're not alone. And that we're going to get through this and we're not going to let you, we're not going to let you sit in it. Some people just let you sit in it. We're not going to let you sit in it. You can do better. You can be better. So we're, we're going to make each other better. Oh, yeah, I love that. I was telling somebody recently that leadership is so lonely, mm-hmm. right? For women, for women, for women of color, like we, we alone, we alone. And and then it's also lonely to be that ambitious, driven, high yeah. achieving, you know, we're going to go get it and, and everybody get out of our way. And so when you come into a room where everybody's the bomb, <laughs> like everybody in the room is a rock star mm-hmm. and nobody's competing to be the baddest chick in the room. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know where we got this this view that there's not, and I maybe I have some thoughts on where it came from, but <laughs> where we got this view that there's not enough room for all of us. Like we don't have to be the only ones. We need to make room for each other. You know, there's there's space for all of us. And so just to be in a room where we're we're not competing, we're lifting each other up, we're supporting each other, we're cheering each other on. There's plenty like every individual is unique. We are here to do unique things. So I don't need to be like you and you don't need to be like me because we don't need need duplicity. And so how do we lift each other up in our individuality, in our greatness? And we don't have to compete. There's plenty of room. And if there's not room, we create it. We create space. We pull another chair up to the table. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. Do you want to learn how to ask for and get a 30% raise without getting another degree? Look, black women are the most educated and the least paid. That should tell you that that math is not mathing. The degree is not the path to the next level. It's actually learning how to articulate the value and take credit for the work that you've already done. So I want to invite you to get my free case study at changenowwithchristy.com. Just get the information, use it, and take the money out of the hands of your employers and put it into your household because you already deserve it. You just have to know how to ask for it. Again, changenowwithchristy.com. I can't wait for you to get this insight, use it, and get the money that you deserve. Take care. I couldn't unmute myself fast enough. I was taking notes. I'd be over here like this. Ooh, we had to lift each other up in our individuality. Ooh-wee, that was good. She dropped nuggets over here. Like I've been in some rooms with other senior women and I just be in a room like, my God, right? Like once you get to the other side of, we don't have to compete. And now you're in a room with a bunch of aggressive women. I, I, it's a little different. It and, is. and and they're competing to be the best woman or the most seen or the, 
are the most posh or the most designer Gucci down to the socks. Does that make sense? And I'm like, how about, how about we, when you own who you are, you'll know that I'm the greatest since sliced bread. Chanda's the greatest since sliced bread, right? Raquel is the greatest since sliced bread. She's on here. Hey, Raquel. Yes, hey, Raquel. Coach Kathy say Coach Raquel is amazing. It's like, like we're all great. And us saying Robin is great. Like, Karen is great. Yes. Or like, we're all the baddest chick in our own head. And then we can, and then we're looking at other women like, you know, there is another way, right? So we're, we're, we're bringing other women with us as opposed to tearing other women down, thinking that I have to, if I have to be number one, you got to be five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. So what was, um, you know, with regards to now, because you said I wasn't necessarily looking for the, the, the promotion. It's, I need peace. I need so, peace. But then we talked about it in the beginning. You got a promotion too. Uh, so let's, talk, <laughs> right? So let's talk about the, you know, working in the group and, and, and what that was like, because this part is really accountability and, and having you really dig deep and look in the mirror. What was surprising to you when you started to, to, to do the work on yourself and look in the mirror? So I remember one of the first things that Raquel told me, and it was stop chasing, stop chasing approval, stop chasing accolades, stop chasing titles, just stop chasing. And, you know, that was like my my aha moment. But I'll say my breakthrough moment was I think it was like homework assignment number three or number four. And the question was or it was more of a statement, but we had to fill in the blank. My wins are dot, dot, dot. And it took me two weeks to complete that homework assignment because I, I felt when I was going through it, I'm like, I'm confused. I don't understand the question. What do they mean, my wins? This has nothing to do with the recording that I just watched from Christy. What, what is this question? I don't understand. And I, you know, I got into our, our weekly call and it's like, I didn't understand the, the homework. And it took me sitting back and thinking about, you know, the, one of the first things that Raquel said was stop chasing. And the reason why I couldn't fill that out is because I was so focused on what's next and next and next. And I have to keep building. I have to keep blazing the trail. I have to keep showing up for other people that I wasn't pausing to appreciate all that I had done, appreciate all that God had made me just just appreciation. And so once I figured it out, <laughs> that was my breakthrough. And so I listed it all. And I, I remember sitting there like, oh, should I say that? Yes, absolutely. Because it was all important Four years, perfect attendance or, you know, getting promoted or moving or, you know, buying my dream house or whatever. But it was just a it was just a breakthrough moment. And it, it just really made it full circle for me that I was so busy, like I said, chasing the next thing, done that check. OK, what's next? Done that check and thinking about and worried about how I was showing up for, for other people. I wasn't being appreciative of just who I am and how far God had brought me and just remembering that God didn't bring me this far to leave me and look at all of the things that, you know, I've accomplished. So what am I, what am I worried about? Why am I stressed? (laughs) Relax. I am here for a purpose. You are hilarious. Cause you know, had I been on that call, you would have got the business. Cause I remember when we did your resume. That's when I used to do resumes. Yeah. it was pulling teeth. It was almost like six hours of total of what have you done? You had no awards on your resumes. And then you had to go dig them up and find it. See, I don't forget nothing. I remember that. I, I have them. I have them yeah. out. I framed them. 2019 top performer. 2018 like President's Award. 2016. 20, 20, like three 2016. Whatever that's because those years were. It's like three awards, like you were like a top performer in your organization year after year, after year, after year, after year. And you were like, you had all these awards and, and your the, the front of your resume had to like, we had to move them, one, put them on there 
and then put it at the top, you'd be like, my God, who is this woman? I'm telling y'all, I didn't read three paragraphs on that bio. I was like, we're going to be here all, <laughs> all day. So the challenge, though, Chanda, is coming amongst high achieving women. We're going to work, 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 and we blasted through everything. You never stop to realize you made it. Exactly. And that was the other thing. You made it. And I, I remember um, on one of the calls and Raquel, part of the stop chasing, you've made it. And the first time it's okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I made it. But when I really allowed it to sink in and, you know, part of my why is making the next generation better than the last. And I, you made it, made me think about what, where I come from, what my parents had sacrificed, what they wanted for me. And then, you know, here I am, you know, standing on Aaron, their shoulders and able to make it better for, you know, the kids that I mentor or, you know, the kids that benefit from the nonprofit organization that I support or my son. And I'm, you know, I'm still thinking it's not enough that I am not enough. And you're tired. And I'm tired. <laughs> so I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I'm not doing enough. And, and I'm already tired. Like, I didn't know where, where was I going to squeeze another five or 10 or 15 minutes into that calendar to, to do more and be more because I felt like I wasn't enough and doing enough. And this, and this behavior, Chanda, goes into the calendar. So it's yeah. all wrapped. So y'all don't get this thing twisted like they moved off of. Oh, no, because you're the person that's showing up in all the meetings as the best, you know, doing your best, not feeling like you've done enough, and you're still chasing the next thing with 50, two 50-pound weights on your shoulders carrying the people with you, <laughs> right? Yeah. And while standing on the shoulders of your family talking about, I got to do enough. And then, you know, balancing, it's like a circus act, right? Balancing the, the, the ball on your head as your kids, are, you know, as your son is on the top, like I got to balance it all. And it's, and it's not fair to walk around like that and it's self-imposed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was like, you made it. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I remember, Christy, you joined one of the calls and you're like, what are you telling yourself? And I said, I'm telling myself I'm enough. I'm telling my, and I was thinking, you're like, you're not telling yourself that. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. But it, I, and I, and I admitted, I said, you know what? I, I'm saying it, but I don't believe it. And it was a difference. And now I believe it. And, and, you know, I think about, I, I can only, I can only be me. I can't be anyone else. I don't know how to be anyone else. I only know how to be me. And if I'm trying to be somebody else, I'm dimming my light. And if I'm dimming my light, I'm darkening the path for someone who needs me. We're not here for everybody. We're, we're here for a, you know, a certain group of people who God is going to bring into our lives. But if we dim our life, they can't find us. So we have to be us because otherwise the people who really need us won't find us. And then the people who don't need us, they'll keep judging us. They'll keep talking about us. No matter what we do, we will never satisfy them. So I had to recognize that I'm not here to satisfy everybody. There are people out there that need me, including my son, including myself, including my family. There are people out there that, that need me. And if I dim my light, that darkens their path. So I have to let my light shine and be it as, is, as it may. Other people may not like it. Those are not the people for me. Damn, this coming from the uh, perfectionist, yeah. overachiever, yeah. engineer mind. My God, this is a miracle. I don't know if y'all understand. Now I'm getting yelling. Now I'm yelling. I'm getting excited. <laughs> y'all are witnessing a miracle walking right now. Because I remember what you, Kathy say, they look like what they've been through, right? I remember who you used to be. This right here is impressive. So let's talk about how you got to this. Um, so I remember what I want to bring up. You said, I'm darkening the light. I'm going to back up and then, then we're going to talk about this break. 
I'm darkening the light for someone who needs me. I was like, oh my God. And we're not here to satisfy everyone. So they're like, I'm not for everybody. Yes. <laughs> what you talking about, Christy? <laughs> I'm not for everybody. Uh, <laughs> and we're laughing because it's true. Um, but it's like, I was playing, there's this lady who made, and I love everybody, but we're we're for who we're for. I want to be 100% clear, right? Yes, Chrissy Rutherford is not everybody's cup of tea, coffee, uh, uh, gin, or juice. I want to be, and I'm okay with that because I'm for who I'm for. Robin's laughing, you know, Robin, Karen, Julie. You know what I'm saying? Like, we bring in a thunder, Kathy, Raquel, all the sisters that showed up. Jennifer watching on YouTube, so she ain't typing in. But, and then Amanda. So I'm for like the strong rock star women who, you know, we, we're in our own way mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're trained to 120 miles an hour, refuse to slow down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I was playing a video of a lady that's on LinkedIn the other day for the women in the weekly, and they were looking like, what in the world? And she was so sweet. And they were like, they didn't know what to do. And it's like, but if I showed up as that woman, if I showed up as Mary Poppins <laughs> and I talked soft with my boys and I was really nice. One, I will be lying. <laughs> yes. Two, I would not be effective because I am softening who I am to be liked, to teach something to somebody but i'm not effective in the work that i was called to do right Right. Um, so i love that you said i'm telling you they were they were looking like they were they were they were like this who is that and i'm like (laughs) she she, and i'm not judging her Mm -hmm. because she's for somebody right exactly exactly so so, okay so then what happened was you know i I could feel that you wanted something like who you are today is who we wanted to see Mm -hmm. on the other side and I remember you telling you to take a break. So, and you were <laughs> devastated, right? So what was that? Um, what was getting that information like? Because you, you were trying to hear that, but go ahead. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you were enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better. Now, did you get your copy of my resume course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume to Land You a High-Paying Job? Look, even if you have somebody write your resume for you, how do you know whether or not it sucks? <laughs> and did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good? So get this course, not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video, get this course, use it and get paid what you deserve. It's less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. (laughs) Like you said, I wasn't trying to hear that. Like, take a break. What do you mean? Take, take a break. And I, I, it just didn't compute. But you know what? <laughs> the universe, God has a way of making sure we do what we need to need to do. And so I ended up having to take and I didn't actually I shouldn't even say it like that because I didn't have to take a break. I it was a, a situation with my mom having to have surgery and I, I contemplated it hey, I can do it all, right? We think we can do it all. I'm already tired. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm stretched, you know, in, in some, you know, toxic environments. And I, I can do this. And I decided, you know what? I don't have to do it all. And I want to show up for my family. And so I decided to take a break. And, and even though <laughs> a week leading up to it, I was thinking, uh, maybe I'll just tell them I'm, I, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll manage it. And I, you know, I felt like, you know, I think about this, this superwoman, you know, theory. And I, you know, as I reflect on it, I was a superwoman for saying, I'm going to take a break and focus on my family, not a superwoman for trying to handle it all. 
because I think had I not, I would have broken. So, you know, my mom was, she, part of her recovery was her being bedridden for a little bit. And so I wanted to be there. That's what led me to the break. However, what I learned when I just stepped away from the busyness and the chaos and the trying to juggle it all was I also needed to show up better for myself. And so you were right. And how it came about was a little bit, you know, unorthodox. But as I reflected, I reflect on the value of what I took away out of that, that break. And my mom is doing wonderful. She's a powerhouse in and of herself. And I was able to not only help her, but help myself get my mind right. (laughs) So I want to unpack that a little bit, right? Because I don't tell people to take breaks. Right. Because I know if we can get y'all to show up differently, then the job is not the problem. Right. The job is the job is not always a problem. How we show up at work addicted to, to, to doing is the work. How we show up at work or go to all the meetings is the problem. How we you know how we show up at work working through eat, I just eat my breakfast, lunch, and dinner at my desk. That was a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. the job. It was mm-hmm. me having to be everything and carrying the people on my back. That was me. Mm-hmm. So a part of, you know, to take the break was, man, it was like, we're, 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 we're telling Chana this stuff. She's an engineer. You're an engineer, right? You're an engineer? I am. So you got this mechanical mindset. Just want to make sure. And <laughs> she could almost touch it, but she couldn't. <laughs> it's like, this is what we wanted. But there was a plan. It wasn't like people were like, oh, Chris told me to quit my job. One, I did not tell you to quit, not you, but I, I don't tell y'all to quit your job unless there is a plan. Right. Like, so there are certain things that have to be in place before we say, take a break. Why did my camera get fuzzy? We need to, we need to, we need to clean that up. It's that beach humidity. (laughs) It is. You're like, it's it's the AC I had to turn on today. Uh, But it's like, we, we have, there has to be a plan for the break. You didn't leave in desperation, burn out. Right. That was a conscious decision for you when you took the break to come back as who you are today, right? Like it's, it's, I'm taking a break so I can take care of myself so I can be there for my family. So I can learn like a different um, level of self care that I'm not doing because I'm still addicted to, you know, being this person at work. So it was shocking because Raquel took a break and came back and you was like, Chris told me to take a break. Raquel was like, what? She never says that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and we had to go back and forth for like two or three weeks because you weren't trying to hear that. And, we, and, we, and we're like this. No, no, no. So, so took a break. I like to bring up old stuff because it makes me happy. <laughs> so let's talk about because we all have, I mean, we, you know, we, we all kind of spring chickens, Chanda, but we ain't spring chickens, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we find though, but, but yeah. parents, we're old enough or mature enough to have aging parents who, who, who have needs. And it's interesting because I remember a couple of years ago, you wanted to leave Connecticut to be closer to your family in Atlanta. You did that and didn't even take credit for it. Like that was a win. Right. And so now you're closer, but now you're involved, which is that's the yin and the yang. And so you said, had I not taken the break, I would have broken. Like, I I want you to, if you're willing to share, I want to, I want want you to unpack that a little bit because a lot of women are breaking, trying to do it all, not understanding Mm -hmm. that 80% of that is Mm self-imposed. Yeah. And and like I made the comment of, you know, sometimes we feel like, Superwoman means doing it all, but sometimes superwoman means recognizing when enough is enough and putting ourselves first and reprioritizing. And so I was able to do that. I was able to be there without the, you know, the stresses of the daily work. I was able to be there, you know, for my mom. And then in, in that, I was also able to show up for my, myself. And so I started a workout routine. I, you know, 
I, I did better with my med meditation. Um, I, I, we, we, we found a church home. We had been here for over a year, hadn't taken the time to, you know, to even look for a, you know, a source of our feeding. Um, so taking the, the time to, to find a, a church home. So those were the, and then just, and sometimes just sat in silence. And, you know, we undervalue that, especially as, as introverts, we're in this world, like you said, the meeting calendars, they, it just keeps coming. So when do you take a, a step back and, and, and breathe? And so, I, you know, I felt like, oh, it's, it's a sign of weakness that I'm saying that I can't do it all and I need to take this, this break. And then I recognize, no, it's a sign of strength. And what would I tell my mentees? I would tell them to take a break, put, put your family first. It, it, you know, it'll be there when you, when you get back and you'll show up even, even better. And so why didn't, why couldn't I tell my, myself that? This is so good. So I, I wrote a post a couple, whenever it was, you'd be like, I don't know, I write so much. I'm like asking for help and taking a break. Isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of awareness. Mm -hmm. it's a sign of awareness that I don't have to do it all. Mm -hmm. That in itself is the hardest thing for women in leadership to do because we've taken it on and we've, and, and, and we've always been that person and we're stuck in that habit of being everything to everybody and nothing for ourselves. Yeah. So, I, you know, we're connected on Facebook and I would watch you white water rafting, trying to go into the gym. You're not be stalking y'all like that. You better be breaking. And so I could see the joy resonating and the peace of, you know, and it's like when you take a break, we have to have a whole discussion on what does it mean to do nothing? Like do nothing. Go feed the ducks. Why don't you go to the gym and take care of yourself? And y'all be like, what you talking about, Willis? So I'm, uh, and this is the thing, trying to. And, and then I'm going to move on. A lot of women take a break and then feel that time being everything to other people in their family because, oh, so-and-so is not working, call her. And you'd be like, oh, okay, you picking up people and taking them to the grocery store. You'd be like, so you're not breaking. You actually took a break. I actually took a break and I focused on my mom. <laughs> yeah. and, and I wasn't worried about, you know, trying to do and everything, everything else. And I even, you know, I, I felt like when I first took that break, I was thinking, you know, they're going to need me or I should really check my email or this is happening or, or that is happening. And I, I, I let it go. I, I remembered what my, my priorities were. One, making sure my mom was okay. And number two, not breaking down while I, I did that, not going crazy while I, I did that. And so those were my priorities. And then also remembering to, you know, work things like, for example, I, you know, I talked about meditation and I, I didn't mention the affirmations. I was working those too, and even started working those with my son. And so I was still taking my son to, to school on, on days. And so we started doing affirmations, you know, together in, in the, in the car. And so I, freed my calendar, if you will, I freed my, my time to be intentional about one, making sure my mom was okay. And then two, how do I show up better? How do I show up better for my son? How do I show up better when I go back to, to work? And some of that was, you know, just taking, taking a step back being in being in silence not you know not running from meeting to meeting to meeting so how how do you show up differently now that you've come back you just came back like what, it's only in a few weeks yeah no I've, I've so i came back in in january Okay. And one of the things that we you know we talk about is is boundary so I had put those calendar boundaries in, in place, but what I hadn't put in place were mental boundaries and allowing, again, allowing people to, you know, tell me who I need to be or how I need to need to show up 
or you know a meeting or a presentation didn't go well and you know uh, allowing the opinions and view or response of others to in, impact impact me and how i felt about my myself and what i recognize is how you treat me is your karma how i respond is mine so i have to protect myself <laughs> I have to protect my my mental health. I have to to protect my centeredness. And so that was one of the the differences that just stepping out of the fray a little bit helped me to to recenter on. And so I came back with my calendar boundaries, but I also came back with with mental boundaries. And so I came back in in January and you know, I had actually I had interviewed for a, a couple of roles before I left that I didn't get. And when I came back shortly after coming back, I interviewed for my my um, the job that I have now. And, and I'll just say, I mean, it's an amazing in, environment. I talked about the, the calendar discipline of giving people the, the five minutes. The, the team is phenomenal. The environment is collaborative and working together. We still have hard things to solve, but there's recognition that we have to take care of ourselves as well. So we even once a month have like a, a wellness day on Fridays. So one Friday a month, we have a wellness day where, you know, you there's no meetings, you, you take care of yourself. If that means going to get a massage, if that means, you know, silently or privately, you know, catching up on email, or if that means, you know, going to a ball game, whatever that means, because we're all different and it can mean different things for different people. But the environment, the culture, we've carved out that space and it makes all the difference. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree, go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to changenowwithchrissy.com, changenowwithchrissy.com. It's about 30 minutes. Use the insight. Own your value and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon. Ooh, we, we got to hurry up. We're going to be on this phone for eight hours. You'll be like, oh my God, I can't stop asking questions. She's dropping so much. So good. Okay, I got two more questions. Okay. So, all right. So, I can't, you know, time for me is fluid. You'll be like, didn't you just come back? You'll be like, no, it was January. You'll be like, didn't you just leave in January? You'll be like, no, that was last year. You'll be like, oh, okay, you're out. Okay. Was- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I always talk about Chanda that I, I watch these people on LinkedIn that are like, your managers, managers should do a better job at um, helping people manage their mental health. I'm like, no. You better do your own, protect your own mental health because leaders are stressed out too. Y'all look at leaders like they're these magical fairies that are floating around riding on a magic carpet. Leaders are the most stressed of them all. Let's be clear because, you know, you carry the most baggage. But so when you talked about I created mental boundaries to protect my mental health, you took responsibility for how you were going to show up and the psychological warfare that you were engaged in, you were like, I ain't doing that. I don't care how to say what you want to say, Frank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got Frank and Jeff. Say what you want to say, Frank. Um, it, it does not bother me. Does that make sense? Like, you can't, you can say whatever you want to say, but I have the choice to whether, whether or not I'm going to consciously accept or reject what you think I should be doing, and I'm going to consciously reject that as a bust up out my face. So, how has how has that changed your working relationships with other people now that you're aware of who you are and what you will and will not accept and not in a defensive way because we we're, we're always trying to fight not y'all intro introverts it's these extroverts you know lionesses we're trying to jump on people but how has that changed your working relationships because sometimes people aren't trying to be offensive they're just saying stuff and we're dragging all of our stuff with us ready to fight and it's like whatever. How has that changed? Yeah. So, and and like you said, I mean, everybody has something, everyone is going through something. And so you, it just recognize number one, recognizing that, because like you said, maybe that's just how they're choosing to, to show up and it has nothing to do with you. 
It has nothing to, 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 you know, to, to do with anybody else but themselves. And so picking that up and allowing that into, like, I, I love that Abraham Hicks is one, you know, that you turned me on to um, that I love, like the, the vibration. I don't, I don't have to receive that. I don't have to receive that into my, my bright vibration. And I, I choose to, to focus on something, something else. I can't control what, what you focus on, but I choose to, you know, to, to not show up and, and not to, re to receive that. And so it's just, you know, accepting people for, for who they are, recognizing that how they show up is, you know, that's not a reflection on me, how, how they show up. And then also me showing up authentically. And so, you know, I, I'd say that's, you know, that's the, that's the biggest thing. And you got promoted in the same organization. So we'll talk about that. Cause a lot of women be like, Oh, I got to leave. I'm like, no, you don't have to leave. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you, you can be promoted in the same organization. How you show up is the problem is not the organization. So you have women who jump here. They jump to the next job. They jump to the next job. But I'm like, you're the same person dragging the same bad habits. You can't have the same stories and the same boss in the past four jobs and keep blaming other people. So, um, so you said, I can't, I didn't write it down, but it's like, <laughs> you got the job that's now going to allow you to stay, which is what we talk about. It's magical. I like y'all to prove me right. Um, but allow you to stay in the vibration that you want to be in. Yes. And, and you're right. I mean, I, I, you know, candidly had some, you know, other opportunities and there were a couple of opportunities that challenged my non-negotiable, which is being here, being, you know, near close to my family, having my son grow up around his, his grandparents being, you know, being the environment that I, I, you know, I want to, to be in. And so I, I didn't, again, it wasn't about the promotion. It, yeah, I want the, I take the promotion, but it was also about, about the peace. And so, you know, I was able to move into a, a new role that, you know, still allows me to, to stay here, <laughs> you know, with, with my, my family and, you know, it, just even the, the, the culture and, and environment and bring myself you know, bring all of myself and, and bring who I am. And yet you're right. It's still in the same, it's still in the same organization. So I didn't, I didn't have to compromise. I just had to, you know, bring all of the things that I learned, but then also implement them. Oh, that's so good. You didn't have to compromise because I, you know, I tell women all the time is get clear on how you want to feel in a job. We're chasing the jobs thinking that, oh, if I only get this job, I'm going to have peace. No, mm -hmm. if I get this job, then I'll be able to slow down enough to be able to um, get what I want. Or I'm afraid to take a break. You got promoted after the break, right? You came back in January, you could just be ready. It's April. like, And then you got an award uh, from Connecticut, but you live in Atlanta. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Right. That, that that happened during the break. <laughs> I know my Michael Jackson dance. You'd be like, I'm going to slide to the side. Like I told y'all. Um, but it was because it was you were intentional. You didn't slide down a mountain burning out on fire when you took the break. It's like, you know what? And and But it did take a little bit of work to get you to, <laughs> to take that break. I ain't going to say it was easy. Because women are afraid of their promotability if I, if I take a break. How is that going to look to my organization if I take a break? And, exactly. and you got promoted like after that because you came back now able to draw the boundaries and you had other choices, but you're like this. Now we're going to get this money though. Let's be clear. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. But it's like, but these things are more important. So I'm, I'm, I'm side eyeing people who are like, oh, I got this role. And I'm like this. Yeah, but how much? One. And two, what are you going to have to give up? Because you could have taken jobs. Like we've had women turn down million dollar packages, which is crazy. Because they didn't want to move their family or it was going to have them work excessively and have them just as crazier than they were before they even started with us. So we're like, yeah, we want our money, but we want our peace. We want our mental health. We want our physical health. 
we want to be able to spend quality time with, you know, our parents and then, you know, your family and your kid. And you're not willing to sacrifice that for a dollar. Right. And you don't have to. Right. We don't. We don't have to. And so, I, you know, and that that was one of the things that was that was important to me. And so I, you know, like you said, there were there were opportunities but when I, I got clear about what my priorities were and are and what I'm willing to do and not willing to willing to do, I, I said no to some things because it would have required me to, you know, to to move or to to relocate. And right now, for me, that's what's important. Being here, being with my family, having my son grow up in the, the environment that that we live in. And and I'm okay. I recognize that that may mean that I'm not going to, you know, get certain things, but that's okay because what's for me is for me. It'll come. <laughs> and so, you know, I was, I was, um, you know, able to stay in the, the same organization, um, same company, um, you know, even, even with that, you know, even with that requirement, which was amazing. All right. So last question. Cause, because you say it, it helped me realize that I may not get certain things, but it all works together. This coming from, if y'all remember the beginning when we were talking, the, the person who didn't feel like they had enough, <laughs> who was checking all the boxes, the full circle moment is, what's for me is for me. Yeah. And, and it's going to be good, but what I'm not going to do is be stressed out again, right? Like, it, it ain't going to happen. So what advice do you have for women who are considering working with us over here at Vision Finding International uh, and they're just not sure or it's if it's real or is it possible or should I work with them? What advice do you have for them? You need to try. Don't don't feel like you are the only one. You're you're not the only one. And sometimes it is helpful to get perspective. And so seeing and being a part of, you know, a, a room full of or Zoom full of amazing women. And, and the crazy thing, Christy, is sometimes we don't see how amazing we are, but we see it in other people. I, I saw the amazingness in, in the women that were, you know, in the call. I, I saw it and I'm like, how can you not see it? And then they raise the mirror to me and say, how can you not see it? And so recognize it. I mean, it, it just, there's so much power. And then plus Christy's going to drag you. And that's the one thing I love about you, Christy. You do not allow us to have excuses. You do not, <laughs> you do not allow us to stay where we are. And you're you, like, you are in our faces. You're in our faces. You are just, and, but you're authentic. And you talk about, I mean, you've been there. You've been there, done that. And so just having that authenticity and then just having the, the power from the coaches, like Raquel talking about her journey as well, there's relatability there. So don't get with a coach who's just going to let you do you <laughs> and, and stay stuck in your brokenness. Get, get with the coach that's going to challenge you, that's going to, sh to show you how great you are, even if you don't believe it right now. It, it'll come. It'll come. So come work with Vision Finder International. <laughs> I, I tell you, I just can't say enough about, you know, you, Christy, about Raquel and just, you know, the women in, in the, the group. And so I, you know, I still come to the, the what do you do it, two, three times a year sessions. And it's, it's like a, it's like a refresher, re-energizer, just seeing, you know, all of the, the women and just doing amazing things. It's like a tribe, a community. Um, and I, I just, I love it. So if you're out there trying to do this and navigate these streets by yourself, it's not worth it. Just, <laughs> it's not worth it. I like, you know, it's funny because y'all be like, Chris is gonna drag you. I'd be like, I do, yes. Right, I do. exactly. Um, I'm but, a witness. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's it's interesting because we don't have people who are gonna come drag us out of the fire, right? Like, and we're we're stay in the fire. People be talking to you while you're on fire. I'm gonna drag you. I'll be like, get out of here. 
What's wrong with you? And right? some people that benefit from us being in the fire. They don't. They don't want us out of the fire. And so, being around women who support each other, like you said, you know, the. I mean, there's some powerful women doing some amazing stuff. CEOs and judges and authors and I mean, you you name it. And we're just we're we're in there for each other. It, it's not about letting somebody else sit in their their brokenness like we, you know, kind of coming full circle, thinking that there's not enough room for all of us. There is. There's enough room for all of us. And so I, it just has been a, a great community that I, um, you know, I, even though I'm a, a graduate, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just staying in touch and and, um, you know, staying in staying in, in tune because it's a it's a great group of women. Yeah, and it's and it's a journey because your because your story continues, right? Like yeah. when I saw you in May, I remember we talked about taking a break, and then you broke. But I'm looking at you in in in, in your right water rafting in your gym uh, on on Facebook. So when I saw you at the event, I was like, so what happened, right? Because <laughs> because it's a story. Yeah, like you took the break. Now what happened, right? Like, and then now what happened? And even next year when you come join us at the event, you were like, and now what? Because the expectation is that you're designed to be greater and to be great. So this is the story that I want to see. You see, I didn't even forget the stuff in 2019. You'd be like, I forgot y'all showed you that meeting calendar. I did. <laughs> right? So it's like, my goal for you all is to continue on in the journey of greater and, and to, to be of impact and be the full woman that God designed you to be. And we working hard for it. We don't have to work for that no more. Yeah, and, and it is, and I'll, I'll say one thing too, it's daily practice. Yeah. I, I listen to Abraham Hicks every day, Billy Osbrook. I, I met him actually in, in Atlanta, the, the affirmations, the meditation, sometimes I fall off on the meditation, but <laughs> the exercise, it is, it's daily practice. It's not, it's not one and one and done. All right, ma'am, we have done the longest interview ever. <laughs> It's good though. We have to jump, but uh, but don't hang up. So I appreciate you for showing up. I appreciate you sharing insight. I appreciate all the women. We got the Vision Fund International Women was all in the comments, um, you know. But and, and also the other women who showed up. And is is not necessarily that y'all have to work with us if you want to. We would love it. But it's do something for heaven's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want to create a new conversation in the market. What was possible for women in leadership, point blank, period. And and for a long time, I was standing on the mountain talking about myself. And so I appreciate you showing up, Chanda, and, and sharing your insight because now you be like this. I have proven what I say is true. I ain't got to say it no more. Let me bring my clients over here to be like, it's okay if you take a break, right? It's okay if you, um, uh, it's okay if you make yourself a priority. You're not going to lose, you yeah. know, it's okay if you say, uh, draw boundaries around, you know, how you're going to be able to show up at work. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. So definitely appreciate you showing up, sharing your insight. Um, all the ladies, they all up in the chat. They all look at them. They find themselves. My, my vision find the international unicorns. But um, y'all have a great weekend. Take care. God bless. And if you want to get my insight, you can get my insight on how to get a 30% raise without getting another degree. At changenowwithchrissy.com. I had the banner running earlier and then we just we went down another tangent. But um, but yeah, stop getting all these degrees. Y'all ain't gotta get these degrees to be promoted. You're not enough. Just start to be the woman that you are, and that's the work. So we are you, enough. That ain't go. There go Karen. All right, y'all. Take care. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.